Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski. To my right, I got the board man to my left, Uncle Buck, and my main man, DG. What's happening? Right here at the top, I just want I want to get this out of the way because I don't want Sip and Squad to be calling us liars. At the end of the last episode, we said, you know what? Let's just let's just roll a pair. Let's let's just turn another one. Um, so I think Sipping Squad probably expecting part two of that same recording session this episode, but that that just wasn't to be. No, to put it lightly, the uh, part two that we recorded was a shit show. We did record a part two, but I think, and it was also two hours long. It got a little lengthy and just not very high quality. No, wasn't very good. Might have been too much alcohol involved. Just not our best work. Wasn't very good. So here we are, Saturday afternoon, 12 noon, ready to roll. We had a little spill earlier. We'll throw that out on the blooper if you guys haven't already seen it. Go to our Instagram. It's up right now. Uncle Buck, how we feeling? It's a great day. Great day to be alive. Hell yes. It's a sip and serve first. First time recording an episode for a Bengals playoff game. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay. All right. Now, can you explain that little trick that you were trying to do with your beer can? Not really. To DG? <laughs> no. I've seen it. One of my buddies, he did it. Did it for me. It's kind of cool. It's like a mini shotgun. You take the tab off the top of a beer can, puncture the side of it by the corner near the top, and about two or three swigs later, the can's gone. It just it makes it a lot smoother, faster to drink. Get some airflow through there yeah. in the can. I thought the trick was amazing. But I seem to not be able to do it. So, do you remember the Miller Lights that used to have that pre-made like V thing that you? It essentially does the same thing. It just makes a like an air pocket. Do you remember those cans? I, I do. Yeah, Miller Light had like a you little gotta, V, and then you just take your key can and you just push that thing in, and it opens a little vent, and you just it lets you, it lets it come out easier. DG, now are you a big shotgunner? Uh no, no. Do you bong? I have bonked. Historically, I've bonged more often than I've shotgunned. I, t- I can't shotgun, man. Did I ever tell you the story about the time I did my first shotgun? No. I was on a senior trip, and of course, my buddy, buddy, and I were, you know, indulging in a few underage alcoholic drinks on no. senior trip, and we're out on our balcony. He showed me how to shotgun, and I'm like, wow, oh, shit, man, I've never done that before. This is all the way back in 2009, so shotgun was just coming out. Like You just learned how to do it. Everybody was doing it. I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. Go out on the balcony, and keep in mind that I'm not a chugger. I like to enjoy my beer. I don't like bonging. I hate bonging. I just can't chug at all. So I'm out on this balcony. Put, put the uh, I think we were using like a fork or something, like a knife, and put, a, put the hole in the can, and I take it down. And as soon as I put that in my mouth, I throw up. As soon as I crack the can and it starts going down my throat, I just throw up everywhere, all over the balcony, over top of the balcony. Thank God there wasn't kids outside in the pool in Myrtle Beach because they would have got puked on, puked everywhere. I can't, I can't shotgun. Have you, have you, have you tried to shotgun a beer since then? Ever. You don't shotgun at the uh, the golf outing. I didn't know. I haven't <laughs> shotgunned since then, and I won't. What is it that? Makes like me puke. hole number ten after the par three on the back. We all have a tradition where yep. we all shotgun the beer. Troy yeah, get usually the, get the video, and Troy usually pulls his pecker out and pisses on a tree somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> or he's humping the uh, <laughs> he's humping the blow up doll out in the middle of the fairway, yeah. naked. You're telling me you haven't shotgunned a beer since, since 2009? Promise, and I'm not lying about that. I think I think you should try it again. I think we should film it. And put it up on our Instagram. Okay, that could be a good series. You guys teaching me how to shotgun. It I could mean, be like a series. Don't, don't look at me. I don't. I'm terrible at it. Roush is really good. We could bring in some professionals. I know some guys who can shotgun very, very good. I know Big Country shotguns a beer oh, as, yes. as fast as any any human alive. Big Red or Big Country. Big Country. Oh, Big Country from Tennessee. We're talking about that Big Country. That Big Country. Okay, shout out Big Country from down there in Tennessee. Yes, he can shotgun. Yes, he can, and so can Big Red. He's been Red, on. The, I don't think I've ever seen Big Red shotgun. Huh? Oh, Big Red can shotgun, brother. Can oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he could teach you for sure. Yeah, so that might be an upcoming series on our YouTube channel, teaching Rolski how to shotgun. How do you think it's the bigger the hole or the smaller the hole? Is it the size of it? I don't know. 
I would think the bigger the hole, the faster it goes. More airflow. Okay. I'm just wondering. I don't know. So bigger is better? I was at work this week, TG, and this is a question I want to ask you guys. It's been weighing on me heavy this past week. I walked into the restroom. As soon as I walk in, I, I always look and see if there's people shitting. We've got four, a four-stall bathroom with two urinals, and I always just look, and there was a guy shitting in the corner. <laughs> now, why is it? Now, this isn't the question I want to ask, but I just this just came to mind. Why is it people always pick the corner stalls to take a shit? Why don't they ever pick the middle? Don't the corners tend to have a little bit more? If it's a handicap, I understand. I always, if the handicap's open, I always shit in the handicap. I was, I, gonna, I was going to call that guy an asshole, and now I'm going to call you two an asshole. What if a guy comes in in a wheelchair and has to shit, and you're in there? What he, are the odds of that? He, he waited that long. He can wait five more minutes. And then he shits himself in his wheelchair. Well, How's I'll, that make you I'll, feel? I'll buy him a brand new pair of britches. So, See, that's why I put, whenever I use a handicap stall, I put a sign outside the door that says, if any gentlemen in wheelchairs need this stall, please stop me and I'll cut my shit off mid-shit and give up the stall. I don't, do you not put a sign up? What a dick. No, I put the wet floor signs out. <laughs> okay, so I'm walking in, I go take a piss, and this guy, he just can't, he just can't stop farting, dude. I mean, farting loud. And he, every time he farts, he goes, oh. <laughs> and he's just shit. I mean, I could hear the shit splashing in the toilet. <laughs> he's farting. <laughs> and then he would go, oh. So my question to you is, when you take a shit in public and you're mid-shit and a, another person walks into the restroom, do you hold it while they're in there? Or do you just keep shitting? Because this guy, he didn't give a fuck that I was in there. He was shitting. He wasn't going to stop. Well, a, I'm just trying. If I'm if I'm in that situation, I'm just trying not to piss over the front lip of the toilet <laughs> on the back of my pants. But secondly, to answer your question, it depends on the toilet. If you know, say it's a uh, it's a place where there's a bunch of people there, and a lot of them know me. Then yeah, I'm probably gonna hold it because I'm gonna see uh, that guy that's in here. I probably know him, and when I walk out of the bathroom, he's gonna know it was me that was in here. But if it's like a random place, like an airport or something, uh, who cares? I don't care. Yeah, Buck, do you hold your shit? I mean, I I guess I'm gonna feel the waters first. I'm gonna see if he's gotta take a piss. If he's just in there for a quick thirty seconds, I might not, you know, let the goose out. Yeah. I might try to hold it in. Yeah. But if he sits down in a stall beside me. And start shitting, oh, it's on. Battle shit. There's going to be some battle shits going on. Now, do you feel awkward, like, if you're in public shitting and a guy sits right next to you? Is that awkward for you? Or do you just say, ah, hell with it? Kind of. Because for me, I I always think he knows knows who I am now because he can see my shoes. He knows what kind of shoes I wear. Mm -hmm. So when we both leave here, he's going to know me by my shoes. And who knows, maybe he goes back outside and his wife's waiting on him out there and he says, hey, you see the guy in the, you know, the Reeboks over there, the Navy Reeboks? He was shitting next to me. <laughs> and then I feel weird. Hey, that's a new reality TV show. A dating show just by the shitting on stalls, but you just date somebody by the looks of their shoes. I kind of like it. Kind of like a blind date. Yeah. You get to know them while you're shitting. <laughs> yeah. And the only way you can judge them is by their shoes. If you like their shoes or not. But the shoes could be deceiving as fuck. Ex- oh, yeah. So, you know how many ugly fuckers wear Jordans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, great point. I like it. Hey, I got something new for you guys this week. I've been working on this for a while. Trying to come up with a new game for us to play. I came up with this. You know how ESPN's got, you know, buy or sell. Well, I got buy it or deny it right here on the Sip and Serve podcast. I'm going to say something. You guys can either buy it or deny it. If you deny it, you got to tell me why. Okay? First up, chicken is the best meat. Buy or deny? Buy. I deny. Now, why do you deny? You don't. I, like- I'm just a beef eater, man. I okay. love cow, beef, patties, steaks, what, ribeyes. What, what's your favorite kind of beef? Uh, it's going to be a, a, like a New York strip or maybe a ribeye. Okay. Filet mignon. I mean, the list goes on. Tomahawk steaks, you name it. Medium plus? <laughs> I like mine just medium, yes. Okay. DG, now you you bought it. So chicken's your favorite type of meat. What's your, I mean, what's your favorite dish? Involving chicken? Yeah. Uh, if you could go to a restaurant that just had strictly chicken, 
what would you order? Probably some kind of chicken sandwich. Or I also really like uh, like grilled chicken wraps. Oh, I'm a big wrap guy. Now, what do you like in your wraps? Uh, I, I like them at like a wing joint. Like if a wing joint has a chicken wrap, get one of the wing sauces on the chicken. You know, and then from there, just lettuce, cheese, whatever. Do you like tomato in yours? I don't like tomato in my wraps, no. But if it's there, I'm, I'm going to eat it. Try this next time. Cheese, lettuce, add banana pepper and pickle. I've had a banana pepper in a wrap before, not a chicken wrap. And I like I like banana pepper in my wraps. So, that, that yeah, that makes sense. Try that, that next that, time. That sounds like it'd be pretty good. It is. It is. Is banana pepper the best accessory on any food? Now, we can go there if you guys want. Pizza, wraps, hamburgers, you name it. You can put now, a banana pepper on anything. You can put it on anything. But also, I've never had a banana pepper on a hamburger. That's new. The hot banana peppers. Spicy ones. Right underneath. But the, the thing is, you don't put them on top of the cheese. Put them under the cheese, let the pepper jack melt over top the cheeseburger so the banana pepper's not falling off. Oh, Man, what an idea. I never thought of that. What an idea. Thank you for that. Well, that's why I'm the chef. Troy is good looking. Buy or deny? I'll buy. Yeah, buy. You think Troy got a lot of ass when he was in college? <laughs> uh, no. You were his roommate, weren't you? Basically. So you know the answer to this. Yeah. I got a funny story. Okay. We're on a trip in Florida, right? Swimming in the ocean, crystal blue waters of the Gulf. And a guy approaches Troy and says, you know who you look like? At this point, I had no clue who this guy was. Told the motherfucker he looked like Morgan Wallen. Huh. If he had a mullet, maybe, yeah. You think? Yeah. I could see it. With a mullet, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. And a trucker cap on. Now, could you imagine Troy with a mullet and trucker cap? Uh, Sipping squad, we're going to put you to work. I want you guys to Photoshop Troy with a mullet and a trucker cap. I'd pay $1,000 to see Troy with a mullet and a trucker <laughs> cap just once. Like a real mullet, not a wig. I want I want to see... A legit mullet. Yeah, I want to see Troy Photoshopped with a fucking mullet. He would never, ever it's, grow a mullet. You know, I forgot that. The jar, the F-bomb jar, I forgot. I've already put $2 in today. Crap. <laughs> so, Troy... If you guys had to rate Troy on looks, what would you give him out of 10? Six and a half. Really? Yeah. Buck? I'm going to go like 5.8. I'm going to go 6.9. Okay. <laughs> Fitting. Just think Troy would like that. Yeah, he would. The Big Mac is overrated. Buy or deny? Deny. Why? Because I don't think it's overrated. I think it's properly rated. What's the, what's the jazz on the Big Mac? Is it supposed to be the best thing? On the and boardwalk? When, when you think of a fast food sandwich, the first thing that comes to my mind is the Big Mac because you hear about it all the time. I think Whopper. Yeah. That big okay. old Whopper, man. It's it's overrated. I buy. I think the Big Mac is overrated because I'm not a big Mac sauce guy, and I really don't like McDonald's hamburgers all that well. So I just think it's overrated. Like I said, I'd rather have a Whopper. I'd rather go to Wendy's and get you know the quarter pounder there. McDonald's, eh, don't like it. Okay. Now, if they if they put the double quarter pounder patties on the Big Mac with the Mac sauce, loaded it up, I think it could be a different ball game. But you're looking at a three or four dollar price difference have you, too. Have you ever tried to order that? No. You probably just order a double quarter pounder with Mac sauce. That's how you do it. Okay. But you're you're also it's not the Big Mac though because you're not getting the, that bun on that the layer inside. Of bread in yeah. the middle. So I made the mistake in ordering a Big Mac because I got one for free the other day. And that's the worst hamburger I've ever had in my life. I even took the middle bun out. I tried to make it because there's way too much bread. It's awful. So Corey with a K buys. Oh, yeah. That's a big buy. Big buy over here. Not me. Why? Uh, I love I love the Big Mac. Anytime I'm craving a fast food burger of some kind, that's my go-to. And a lot of people will say, like you said, you didn't like the patties. Why don't you like the patties? Too thin? Way too thin. I, I, I just think they're fake meat, too. Okay. Too thin, fake meat. Here's my thing. I don't go to McDonald's and I order a Big Mac because I want a lot of meat. I want a high-protein content. I'm I'm trying to eat a, a good meal. I go to McDonald's because I want to put something that's really shitty and really delicious in my body. That's the only reason I go there. I could care less what's on it, but the taste is phenomenal. I mean, every Big Mac I have probably shortens my lifespan by a year and a half, but I don't care because it's that good. It's that delicious. 
McDonald's fries, the best, buy or deny? Deny, hard. Now, you see, I think I buy this one. I love their fries. I love McDonald's fries, especially when they're extra salty. Fresh, salty, dip them in ketchup. I buy that. I'm going to deny, but McDonald's is probably the second after Arby's Curly Fries. Okay. They take the number one spot, but when or McDonald's is second. Now, when you're trying to rank fast food fries, does Arby's fall in the same category as like Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's because they're not the they're not the same type of fry. I don't think you can put them in a category against McDonald's fries because they're really not the same. I buy that. So they're, would you put kinda, a waffle fry in there from Chick Fil A? No, I feel like Chick Fil A the waffle fry is its own category. The curly fry is its own category. How many how many fast food restaurants serve a curly fry or a waffle fry? I mean, not many. That's not, what not I'm trying very to say. Many that I can think of. It's a fry. It's the same fucking potato, guys. Just because it's cut differently. Yeah, the spiral cut, there's something about it. It's just different. This sounds like a sandwich conversation. Separate, <laughs> yes, but equal. Spicy chicken's not the same as the regular chicken sandwich. Regular fries are, all fries are equal. I'm with, I'm with Buck. So, who do you think has the best fries? McDonald's. You said McDonald's. I like McDonald's. I think Burger King has the best fries. And I tell you, Wendy's kind of re-upped their fry oh, game this Wendy's past year. Wendy's is about to take over McDonald's with me. Wendy's is just, they they kind of re-structured uh, how they do their fries, I don't know, over the summer maybe. And I had some of their new fries, and they were phenomenal. Now, can you guys... Not quite as good as Burger King, but pretty damn good. Can you guys handle eating fries the following morning from the fridge? Hell no. no. You're a psychopath if you do that. I don't think I've ever had leftover fries. Oh, they're great. <laughs> You're a psycho, dude. Do you dude. eat them cold? Yes. There's nothing I pull out of my fridge that I heat up. Nothing. Now, I can, I That's can, facts. I can get down with that. I love cold leftovers. Like, if you guys walk in here to the studio today, I've got an empty Roosters box over there because I went to Roosters last night. I had two cold chicken tenders for lunch today. Cold. There ain't no need to warm that up. I mean, I don't even, I don't even heat my soup up. Now, that's, that's a little different. weird. I really don't. Like, that's, tortilla soup? I'll let that shit just sit on the fridge for two days and then pull it out and just eat it with a spoon. You're going to eat cold chili, cold chicken noodle? I do it all the time. That's weird, man. I just, I, I guess I must just be too lazy to use that microwave or something. Press I don't know. Press a few fucking buttons, Buck. Sorry. Fake tits are fabulous. Buy or deny? Deny. I deny. I I mean, I guess I really... <laughs> I guess I really don't have any experience personally with fake titties. Okay. So that, I have no idea. That's the conversation I wanted to have right here, right now. Okay. We can all deny it because I don't think... Now, I could be wrong. Corey the K could have some side chick up in Columbus right now with a big old set of fake Ds, and he's up there motorboating every single Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. But... <laughs> hey, tag me in, buddy. Yeah, you're it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we don't have experience with fake tits. So my question to you guys is... If you had the opportunity to get your loved one a set of fake tits, would you go for it or I, stay with what you got? I'm sticking. I'm staying. At this point right now in time, we're, you know, early 30s. I love her beautiful natural breasts. But if we're talking <laughs> 65 or 70 down the road and we're still sexually active, I'm going to buy her a set of nice plumpy floaters for sure. I've been trying to buy my wife a set of fake tits for like the last 10 years. She hasn't taken me up on it yet. What are you going to do with those? I don't know. Take them man. out for a spin. I got to test drive it, man. I don't know. They just intrigue me a little bit, okay? But now, you got to be able to go to a doctor that knows exactly what they're doing, and you can see proof of what he's done before, because I've seen some weird-looking fake titties before, like the ones that look like just two basketballs and they're not even touching each other. They're all the way off to the side. I don't like them ones. Just give me something... Just prop them up a little bit, you know what I mean? Are the ones that look like uh, chainsaw masker scars underneath the the breast? Yeah. Where they just they didn't like they just stapled them shut. You yeah. can still see the staple marks. Yeah. Those are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Half hour lunch breaks. Buy or deny? Uh, buy. I'm going to deny just because we don't have lunch breaks. We get paid to eat on the clock. Really? Yes. So. 
I know what you do for I a mean, living. Yeah, we so it's in, be, in between you do your thing. Whenever you get a chance right. to sit down and grab something to eat, then you eat, but you're on the clock. You don't have to clock out or go okay. somewhere to go get lunch for thirty minutes. That makes sense. So I've got a I've got a uh, thirty minute lunch break. And I was sitting there the other day and I was thinking, Man, I wonder what it would feel like if this was an hour long. Sometimes I get antsy and I just want to get back to work, but I can't because I'm on my lunch break. You know what I mean? I get done I can eat in four or five minutes. And then I'm just sitting there on my phone for the next 25 minutes. If I had an hour lunch break, I don't know what I would do with myself, DG. You could hit the gym. Huh. If it takes you four or five minutes to eat. I never thought of that. The other 35 to 40 minutes, you could be hitting the gym. But do you man. want to come back to work for the next four or five hours all stinky? Absolutely. A lot of people do. A lot okay. of people do that. I know right. a lot of people that will like run on their lunch break if they have an hour for lunch. But you're a fan of a shorter lunch lunch break. Is that yeah, yeah. So you, you're I'm not buying this half what, hour. What, what do you get? A half hour lunch and then two fifteens. Yep. You wouldn't. There's no way in hell you would trade that for a one hour lunch and that's it. I like my breaks. Yeah. yeah so I'm, let me understand this. You work seven hours and then you have an hour lunch break, but you get paid for it or you don't, or you have to work mm-hmm. eight, but you're on the clock. Yeah, you got to work eight. Yeah. Usually. So you're adding another hour. You're adding another hour to your day. Yeah. Of being there. Yes. Oh. Screw that. Yeah, I worked when I worked at Home Depot, we were mandatory hour lunches and it sucked. Like I like I there there was times where I purposely wouldn't pack just so I could drive across town to kill time to go get something to eat and come back and then sit in the parking lot for twenty minutes. Oh, that would be so thirty boring. minutes. Yeah, it's so I mean horrible. Like right now, I've got exactly what Corey said, but mine's a half hour. So I'm at work for eight and a half hours a day. You don't get paid for your lunch break. So we're not like you, Buck. I wish I could because I could eat and do my job at the same time. Yeah. I'd be, I could do that very it's easily. Probably not. San- I mean, it's not sanitary where we are either, but right. it's it's what it so is. So yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying a half hour lunch break. DG, how long of a lunch break do you have? About forty five. How's it? It's too long for my taste. I'm with you. Like, I can eat my lunch in five minutes, ten minutes tops. If I gotta like take time to heat it. Um, once I'm done eating, I typically just sit there and just. Scroll, check Facebook, check Twitter, just waste time, basically. Um, I would much rather, if it would shorten my overall day, I'd much rather take a 15-minute lunch and get out of there a half hour quicker, if that was an option. I agree. Yeah. Pizza Lunchables are actually good. Buy or deny? Buy. So you like Pizza Lunchables? Yeah. I haven't had a Pizza Lunchable in probably five or six years, man. But when I did dip in the one right out of the mom's fridge, the best meal in that fridge, probably. Dude, I went through so many pizza lunchables went from like age seven to thirteen. I I could I could lose count. Like it was hundreds, hundreds, maybe thousands. I would eat one every single day as a kid, man. Those were the best snack or the best lunch you could ask for as a young kid. Now, did you have a uh, a process of how you decorated your pizza? Yeah, absolutely. I'd get the I'd get the little pie out. Then I'd take my finger and I'd put the sauce on there and I'd, you know, spread the sauce with your pointer finger, and then I'd put on three pepperonis, and then because they gave you what seven? No, they gave they nine. gave they gave you nine. It's three three, three a piece. piece. Oh, okay, I thought it was two two patties, two pies. Well, maybe that was the it, cheaper it, one. It was the cheap one. That <laughs> one, that one didn't God come with the drink. It, Jackie, that one didn't come <laughs> with the drink. Always buy me the cheap ones. <laughs> I always got the one with the little Capri Sun on the side. Mm. But anyway, Never you would do the, that. I had sugar water. You would do the three uh, pepperonis, and then you sprinkle the cheese on top. How did you make yours? In middle school, I started making. I would make one single, and then I'd make a pizza sandwich with the other two. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that, DG. And I would conserve sauce in my middle of my sandwich. That way, I could really slather up that that third single. I love that, DG, because I did the same thing. I always had one, like main event. Like you had the most sauce, the uh, the yes. most cheese. It was just you saved that one for last. I like that. I mean, I I never had the threes, so I only had two. So I <laughs> I didn't really have to be conservative with the sauce on any particular now, one. Now I feel like I feel like the 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 two pack had a smaller sauce pack, smaller sauce I mean, ration. It, yeah, it looked about equal. Okay. I think maybe, but I mean, I I was. I wasn't conservative with it by no means, but I, I wanted to make sure each one had the same amount of pepperonis and the cheese looked equal. I didn't want to discriminate between each one. 
So we're all buying the Lunchables, the pizza Lunchables. Let me ask. It was a game changer for me when I started throwing the the pizza crusts and nuking them in the microwave for about 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's a Lunchable for a reason. You can pull it straight out of the fridge and you can eat it like that. Don't, well, I know, no need I know to, I'm talking to the king of eating refrigerated things, but like no for need, me, No need to warm that up. A Lunchable out of the fridge is a 9 out of 10. You heat up the crust, now it's a 10 out of 10. I've tried it. I think it just makes it worse. My opinion, DG, my opinion. Why we're on Lunchables, the nachos and salsa, like them? Delicious. Yes. Okay, so which one did you use the most of? I was out of salsa. I didn't even dip it in the cheese. Oh, uh, see, I was the complete opposite. Okay. I had the I had the fight chips to eat that cheese, man. <laughs> like I just, oh, that cheese was phenomenal. You boys ready for this? I would take all the chips out. <laughs> I would throw the salsa and the cheese in the same tub, the okay. big tub with the chips. Get some salsa con queso in there. Crush up the chips, throw them in, and eat it like a big soup. I mean, I get the taco salad type aspect you're going. Just eat it with a spoon. Yeah. So if you're at school, if you're at school as a kid and you're doing this, where are you putting the chips? Just you, on the t- just like holding them in my hand. Okay, or? I was going to say, are you putting them on that table? <laughs> no, I'm not. Because Richard's them on coming around with that wet rag, and that, you know how many tables he's cleaned with that wet rag. Yeah, that, that that table's not very sanitized. I, it's not because I distrust the janitor. I mean, it's that table's clean enough for me. So you would just put your chips on the table. Yeah, then. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind to put my chips on. So the next question: We have kids, right? At some point, we're all going to have kids. Are you going to buy Lunchables for them? Hell yes. Yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, I yeah. think that's going to be the best part, man. Go up to my fridge right now. I've got about four or five Lunchables inside of it. I take them to work, dude. I still eat them today. Not the pizza. I just do the turkey, cheese, and cracker one. That's a solid one. It's more my style now. But they're the 99 cents ones. Yeah. The cheap ones. Jackie. <laughs> Shout out Jackie. Candles are a necessity in a living room. Buy or deny? Uh, I'll deny. Why? I don't think they're a necessity in a living room. I do, however, think they're a necessity in a kitchen. Huh. Explain. I just, there's something about a clean kitchen with a lit candle on the stovetop that just makes you feel like you're home. Now, I I can argue the same thing for the living room. A clean living room, freshly cleaned, light up a candle, turn out the lights and watch a movie and feel at home in your living room. I feel like people around the world feel more at home chilling out in their living room with a lit candle than the kitchen. I think that's fair to say, but to me, I get worried about things. I get, you know, I can get anxious. And if that candle is sitting on a, you know, a table next to a sofa, what happens if something catastrophic happens and that that candle ends up on your on your couch? Fair, but what happens if you got that candle up on a counter and something catastrophic happens and it catches the roll of paper towels on fire? That's fine. It's a kitchen. So it's not going to do as much damage. Fair. I think we have different aspects, like ideas for candles. I think more of the scent aspect of a candle. The smell that it creates. The smell, the aroma. So nowadays they have those Glade plug-ins or bodywork plug-ins, candlelight, whatever it is. So we don't necessarily use candles as much, but I got to have one in my bathroom, in the bedroom. Okay. I was going to bring that up, Buck, and I think this question's directed towards you and you only when you're making love to your wife you ever turn out the lights and just light a candle <laughs> all the time really and the socks are on gotta keep the socks on i did it the other night i lit the candle turned on a little slow song gave my wife a little bit of the the rolski special i just i kind of like getting a romantic every now and again man uh, i mean making love is fantastic but then sometimes i tell her you know blow that fucking candle out <laughs> It's and time I don't, to get rowdy. And I don't even want God to see what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> DG, every time you walk through the curtain to come into the Sip and Serve studio, I've got a candle lit. Here lately, I've been lighting the candle after work and coming down here, turning all the lights off and just watching TV and just relaxing with the candle, the aroma. I really enjoy it. It sounds to me like you're kind of into like aromatherapy and stuff like that. You ever like burn incense or anything? No, I've yeah. smoked them. Move it on. Move it on. Candles are done. We all are we buying it or denying it? Buy it. Necessity. Buy it. Gotta have can, gotta have got, candles somewhere in the house. Okay. 
Moving on. Buy it or deny it. The Rock is the hottest movie star on the planet. Uh, I'll buy it. I'll grudgingly buy it. He's not one of my favorite, DG. He's one of my least favorite. I know, but you can't deny it. I know. He's, he's killing he's it everywhere. right now. He's everywhere. He's everywhere everything. you turn, you see him. I walked in Uncle Buck's house the other day, and him and his wife and dog were sitting on, sitting on the couch watching a rock movie. Dude, it was a fantastic rock movie. Walking Tall? <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Disney Plus. Fantastic movie. Awesome movie. Loved it? Loved it. Don't spoil the movie for the listeners, but what's no, it about? Would, it's about a chick that's, uh, you know, she's on the verge of discovering a, a flower from the indigenous people about living forever. So she's trying to get to this petal that her dad told her about, and she hires The Rock to be her uh kind of like her river guy her river guide boat dude and it's i would say it's a mix between a pirates of the caribbean and anaconda anaconda absolutely <laughs> i was getting ready to say is this like the disney version of anaconda uh not really because they were looking for treasure right yeah. on anaconda or something a temple or I something no what the i don't you know how long it's been since i seen that movie it's a good movie though it's a great movie yeah dude. john voight was the rock in the jumanji reboot mm-hmm. see that's mm-hmm. bullshit and Kevin Hart. Dude, they were funny that telling is, that, too, that's though. That's bullshit, though. How are you going to take a movie like Jumanji, where the late, great Robin Williams starred in it, and then replace Robin Williams, the headliner, in Jumanji 2 with The Rock, a roided-up action star? Well, have you seen the new Jumanjis? No. Okay. I refuse. The, the new, I mean, they didn't really have a Robin Williams character in the new Jumanjis. I don't care. This pisses me off. Robin Williams was the biggest name in that Jumanji movie, and in Jumanji 2, it's The Rock. What are we doing? I would have preferred to see Andy Samberg in Jumanji 2, or somebody like that. I mean, I, I enjoyed the Vince new Vaughn, Jumanjis. somebody like that. Maybe you can direct Jumanji 3 and just make it however you want. If I directed a movie, it'd be good. Buck, buy or deny The Rock? I buy it. I can't think. I mean, Mark Wahlberg hadn't produced anything here lately, so he's pretty much his main competitor. You look around, you see Mark Wahlberg in everything, every TV show, every movie, and now you just look and... Now he's just selling cars in Ohio, bub. The Rock's playing, what is he, a tooth fairy or whatever? The Rock's everything. John John Cena's trying to be The Rock. What's that new... Like a... Pacemaker. Yeah. Like a TJ Maxx or a Marshall's Rock is what John Cena's (laughs) trying to be right now. Okay, okay, I like that. Buy or deny, DG, the proper way to wipe your ass is from front to back. Deny. Disgusting. Front to back? I deny. Now listen, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Yes. Like you take Oh, the, okay, okay. You, you, front, okay. Yes. So you you lean up on the seat. And I lean up front. and I go from my ball sack back to okay. my spine. There you go. That's, That's now, I thought you meant like you were from the front. Nuh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like you're... No, I go from my drip. I go from my sack all the way back to my spine. So I'm cupping it and going backwards with it. Okay, that's the proper way to wipe your ass. I buy. Okay, DG, you change your answer. No, you're disgusting. I'm back to front. The reason what? The reason I said this is because I was at a bar the other night. Now listen, I was at a bar the other night and we were talking about it for some odd reason. Big Red said he wipes his ass from the back, like he goes from his spine down to his ball sack. So he's rubbing that shit all the way up through his gooch. Towards his nutsack, and he's pulling it out and throwing out of the it. out of the front. Yeah, I said, dude, you're rubbing all that nastiness on your, off your, on your dick. Yeah, your dick. Your, your dick could hit it. That dirty paper towel. Your dick could hit that. DG, you, you got a dirty dick. Are, you guys are so full of shit, man. You could get a UTI so easy. You got from- a dirty dick, DG. Dirty dick, DG. That's your new nickname. <laughs> dirty dick, dirty dick, dirty dick, DG. I mean, if you're an adult, and there's no argument. I mean. You don't get shit on your gooch just because you wipe back the front. That's a myth. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where we're going with this, dude. I think. I think. I think you're crazy for doing it. You and Big Red are freaking wild. I think the majority of people, the majority of guys, wipe uh, front to back. But I think there's a good number out there that wipe probably back to front and are fine with it. I and live there. I've live, talked to live prob- normal, healthy lives. I've talked to probably twenty people, and you and Big Red are the only two that do that. My Shout th- out Big Red hashtag back to front now uh, <laughs> hashtag dirty dicks now when you wipe do you take a little glimpse at the the toilet paper every time see what you're working with every you gotta time check. my buddy buddy says he doesn't check I don't do it with the first one 
Oh, you got to see you the know. first one. No, no you got to see the first one. You know there's shit on that first one. <laughs> you got to see so the first one. You just take one. it and you toss it in, and maybe the second or the third if you need it. My buddy, buddy says, he don't look at all. He goes, why would I want to see that? I said, how do you know it's all gone? He goes, you can feel it. I said, bullshit. <laughs> he's he's bullshit. got a very sensitive asshole then. What do you think about that, DG? Well, I don't really care about this conversation anymore, but what I do want to bring up is, have you ever sat down and you feel like you took just a massive shit and then you get up and you turn around to check just check your handiwork and you're disappointed? I'm never disappointed. You're disappointed that I mean, you, you look down and you're just like, that's it? All that for that? Nah, man. You, don't, you have nothing to show for your efforts. I'm never disappointed in my shits. Are we going to talk about shit right now? Because I got a shit story. Let's hear it. So we moved, right? This was last week. And I'm sitting in the gas, the guest bat, or bathroom, and it's it's a shit. I mean, you can just tell this is piling up. This is after two preload flushes, you know, and it's piling up, piling up. I'm thinking it's yeah. got to it's got to be done. So I look at it and I wipe, you know, do all that fun shit. Try to flush, it doesn't flush. This thing was so long from the base of it and then the end of it looked like soft serve so i was kind of confused at this point in time like what the hell is going on here i had no plunger from the move from the house to the the rental the plunger got lost so you reached down in there and threw it out the window i was using the toilet scrubber i took off a shoelace and tried to lasso that turd out of that toilet <laughs> nothing was working <laughs> nothing so i had to go to the dollar general and buy a five dollar plunger which, if only if you need it, go buy it. But other than that, it ain't worth a shit. Did you and break it, it? It took me 35 minutes to get that thing flushed. And I'm taking water out of the shower to put in the back of the toilet, into the toilet bowl, like just to get this thing flushed, and it wasn't happening. It so, was a massive, so it massive. Went, it, went, it went down, though, finally. It did finally go down about 45 minutes after your initial flush. Thank goodness. That could have been a mess. Could have been a mess. I jumped right in the shower afterwards. I got some poo water on me. Now what? It, now <laughs> got the poo on me. Now, Flashback. I remember back in the day, after every shit, you always took a shower because you'd shit up your back. Is that still a thing, Buck? Mm, no, I think I grew out of it. I don't know if it's just my diet's different or what, but usually, I mean, when I was growing up, I would shit and just splatter all in the back of that shit up my back, and I'd have to just go right in the shower. I remember you telling them stories, man. That's wild. I don't know how that happens, but that is absolutely just wild. How about this one? Uh, I went to college with a guy. If he went to take a shit, he would take his shirt off before he walked into the bathroom. I, I used to do that. I know people who get naked to shit. I used to. I grew out of that. I used to get naked. I, I would always just have to get naked. But, you know, I'm normal now. At this point now, I shit with my shirt off, and it gives me the time to look at the chest hairs I'm growing. So I kind of admire my chest hair as I'm taking a poo, if that makes sense. So that, what do you do when you when you sit down to shit? Do you like what do you like? What, what's your pastime? Nothing. I mean, Buck's over here checking his cabbage patch. What are you doing? <laughs> Scrolling on my phone, I guess. That's filthy. You don't have like a go-to. No. What about you, Corey? Solitaire and Sudoku. I'm, I'm crossword on the, puzzles. On the phone? Yeah. On I'm, your guys' phones? I'm crossword oh, yeah. puzzles. On your guys' phones. So you're one of them weirdos that don't take your phone into the I bathroom? I take my phone into the bathroom, but I don't sit there and wipe my ass and shit while I'm on the phone. I have for like three and a half years played on this solitaire game, played the daily solitaire game for three and a half years. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big solitaire guy, too. I played solitaire for a while. Shitting in solitaire, can't beat it. But now I'm a, I'm a crossword puzzles yes, all day. Yes, yes. Last one, buy or deny. You don't even have to explain your answer to this one. Just give me a buy or deny. If Jennifer Aniston was in a porno, buy. I'm watching it. <laughs> buy. With the fattest guy in the world, buy. Would you still watch it? Deny. I'm buying it. Moving on. <laughs> Uncle Buck, you got into the hobby. You've been sending me all kind of Snapchats this week. I talked about starting up a card store, DG, on the last podcast. Well, you got a partner if you're going to do it. Uncle Buck is now all in. He is knee-deep in this. Uncle Buck, take it away. It's not crack, but by God, I feel like it is. I'm addicted. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's, spring, it's, it's just bringing back the old days, man. And it's not necessarily the fact that 
I'm excited about the card that I'm opening up. It's the fact that I'm opening up the cards. Like it's there's just, anticipation. Yes, it's like Christmas morning. Every day you buy a box of cards, and I've been buying boxes of cards. Been buying boxes of cards. Speaking of boxes of cards, DG, I filled my first break. And you asked earlier, you go, what the hell's a break? What does this even mean? So a break, I've got six unopened boxes. Boxes, they call them wax. They're wax boxes. That means they've got the the plastic overlay on the outside of the box. They're brand new. They haven't been opened. They haven't been touched. Virgin boxes. They're virgin boxes. Ready to get their cherry popped by Rolski Rips on Facebook Live. I've got six boxes. We're going to do a divisional break, which means in, in the NBA, there's six divisions. There's five teams in each division. You pay 50 bucks to get in. You get randomized. You get your own division. Any player that I pull that is on a team in your division, you get that card. Why Why the name Rolski Rips? I'm ripping packs, brother. Rolski so, Rips. Because people are paying to get into this thing, that's where you're making yours. I'm not making a whole lot. It's $300 value. And I'm not I, after I'm buying top loaders and mailers and bubble wrap and all that to get these things shipped out if I have to. I'm not making much at all, man. I'm I'm probably talking like thirty bucks. Can if you ex- that. can you explain the lingo you just use? Top loaders, all that shit. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah uh, I said it before the show. Like you, it sounds like you're speaking a different language. Top loaders are basically just like a little plastic case that you put the card in so it doesn't get damaged, and then you put the sleeve on first. It's basically like a little flimsy piece of. I don't know, I'll call it plastic, but it's not really plastic. It's just real flimsy. It protects the corners. Then you put it in to your top loader. Yeah, remember the old days where we used to have the binders with the, the sleeves in it? And you yep. just, those days, are, those, those days are gone. Those days are over, man. Those Cards days. are worth way too much to be playing with that bullshit. And I've been doing this for three days, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Uncle Buck will go after work to Walmart and it's like midnight, and he'll stop in and buy a few boxes of cards just because he's addicted. They close at 11. Okay. Still, so you, Walmart's still on that bullshit. If they were open 24-7, I'd be there at like 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> before but, uh, work. Yeah. Before, after, during work, maybe. Hell, that could be my 30-minute lunch break if I had one. So if you're listening to this, make sure you tune in to my personal profile. I think we're going to do it Sunday. So if you guys tune into that, I don't know, 7, 8 o'clock at night, we're going to do the first ever Rolski Rip Sip and Serve Break. So it's going to be fun. Tune into that. Even if you don't even know what the sign hell. Sign up. Sign up. Even man. if you don't even know what the hell we're doing, it'll be fun to watch because we're going to explain it all the way through. This is going to be the first one. So it's going to be some, you know, trial and trial error. Trial and error. But we'll, we'll get it. It's going to be funny. It's going to be funny. You're it's going to hear be a fun. scream. We're going to hear a screaming. A, the excitement if I pull a big, big card for somebody. It's going to be fun. That's all I'm trying to do is have fun. I'm not trying to make a lot of money. Like I said, I'm only going to make like 30 bucks, and that's not even worth the uh, setting up the break and, you know, all this. Are you guys partners? Sure. What Do you have a name for your enterprise? Rolski Rips. It's Rolski Rips. Oh, so you, you're not taking any ownership in the name? <laughs> Rolski Rips and Buck Fucks. There it is. <laughs> yeah. How about that, DG? Let's get into the text messages this week. First one, there are roughly 40 million kangaroos worldwide. And there are 8 million people in Ohio. So if there was an instance that kangaroos invaded Ohio, each individual would have to fight off a minimum of five kangaroos. And I don't know if we could do it. What do you boys think? I probably can't fight off five aggressive, full-grown male kangaroos. I you Honestly, those, DG? Some of those kangaroos are big, dude. Honestly, DG, I don't think you could fight off one full-grown, pissed-off kangaroo. We've well, seen the video that the kangaroo was attacking the man's dog, right? Yeah. He went out and bitch slapped that thing, and he just looked at him, stared he at him. Cold cocked him. <laughs> he wanted more. That kangaroo wasn't letting down for shit. Uh-uh. So, unless we're packing... That kangaroo was fucking jacked, too, man. You know why? Here's a little science fact. There's a gene, I think it's myostopin or something like that, that when they don't get it, they don't produce... All they do is produce muscle. And a lot of kangaroo genes, for some reason, when they do that, they don't have, they're not born with that gene. So that's why you always see like gorillas and kangaroos always looking ripped. Fact of the day from Uncle Buck. Yeah. It's funny that you said that, Rolski, because I saw somebody post on Facebook this past week step by step instructions of how to, how to choke out a kangaroo. And I thought that was interesting. How do you do it? You got to shoot low and then pull them down. Basically, it's ground and pound. 
You shoot low, you pull them down sideways, you get on top of them, you ground and pound. You so take, you go you for take, the leg first. You take, you take their legs out of the equation, their legs and their tail, because their upper bodies, they got their short little arms and they're weak. So if you can get them on the ground, that's your meal ticket. I like it. Next up. This one is from one of Uncle Buck's buddies. Would you rather give the first 95% or the last 5% of a blowjob and why? Thanks, guys. Big hoss. We had this conversation. Like I said, we have a lot of weird conversations when we're out to eat with our friends, and this came up. And give me the last five. So you're, not, ta- you're taking the leg. Nah, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> the first 95, dude, you're working your ass off. There's no money involved? You're just... <laughs> well, yeah, you, I'm not going to do it, but it did, I'm just answering Big Hoss's question. Okay. The last five is the least amount of work. Okay. Who the hell wants to sit there for a while? <laughs> I think I'm with you. I'll take the last five minutes, and then from there, it's just patches of Hulahan. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> Buck, what are you doing? I take it you're taking the first 95. You're going to be the workhorse? Yeah. The whole thing, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is actually a good one because I had it in my notes because I'm in need of a pair, but Marty sent this in. What's up, fellas? Marty Mar here. Do you buy shoes now more for the comfort or still for the style. What age do you think it's okay to go for more comfort versus looking more stylish? Love the podcast, boys. Always have, always will. Happy New Year to you all. See y'all soon. I buy mine more, way more for comfort now. It's a good point because you guys know how many pairs of Jordans I have. Back in the day, I used to spend two hundred dollars every other weekend on a pair of Jordans, just because they were the hottest shoe out. I always loved Michael Jordan clothes. Sweatpants, shoes, hats, whatever. I always wore it. That was my go-to. But nowadays, I could give a shit less if I got a pair of Jordans on, man. I'm going for a cheap pair of Nikes, 40 to $60, and they got to be comfortable. I don't care what they look like. Give me a pair that's comfortable, and they're cheap. I, got, I, I just bought a pair of running shoes a couple weeks ago. I've never, I don't think I've ever bought a pair of just running shoes. The most, com- I'm wearing them right now, the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn in my entire life. One of the probably least stylish shoes I've ever worn, but the most comfortable. I, I don't like taking them off. I wish I could sleep in them. They're that comfortable. Really? It makes such a difference. I might have to get get with you and see what you got there because I'm, I'm in need of a nice, cheap, comfortable pair of shoes. Wait, what what uh, size? 13s? 12. Me too. I'll let you try them on after the episode. Fair. Buck. I think I'm at this point now. I only buy shoes probably once every seven months. So I try to meet the medium of comfort and style at this point. I haven't quite made it to my, uh, you know, my in-laws where they're just wearing the straight white New Balances, mowing the fucking yard with them. So And jean shorts. And jean shorts and a nice little fanny pack on. But at some point, I'm going to look, you know, more towards the comfort. But I'm never, I'm never buying those white New Balances. I always thought, never understood why people wore like boat shoes. I, that's all I wear now. I love them. They're so comfortable. Are they the dudes? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't bought any dudes like brand name, but I have bought the Hey Georges from Walmart. <laughs> they're awesome. I have two Walmart shoes now. I love. They're my two of my like top five favorite shoes I've shout ever out, had on. Shout out, Hey George. No free ads. <laughs> no free ads, George. Next up, last one. I agree with Buck on two points he made on this last podcast. Shampoo to the face is a must. And also, I think women that don't wear underwear is at least 6 out of 10. But maybe that has something to do with the women I choose. That's a good That's a good point. It depends on your, uh, you know, the, the group of women that you're uh, sampling. <laughs> they might not be able to afford the underwear. I think that's where I was going at last time. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe the women I had in the past that weren't wearing panties when I took them off, uh, wasn't top of the line. You take ten, wo- you take ten women at the Cheesecake Factory on a popping Saturday night. I'm no, gonna no. say I'm gonna say one out of ten. No, now, if you're at Hillbilly Heaven on a Saturday night, whoo, that number goes way up. <laughs> Let's get to the dictionary this week. Kids, it's time for the Sipionary Word of the Week. 
Today's word is road rash. Road rash. Now, when you hear this, DG, what do you think? I think a bad motorcycle accident. Do you think that's what Uncle Buck's actually got cooking over I there? I can almost guarantee you that's not what he has cooking over there. <laughs> Buck, what we got? Uh, what's yours? I made it up. You did make it up. So we got, we've all been there, school dances, you know, dry humping, grinding on each other. Maybe you've, you know, you've taken a chick home from the bar one night and you, she's on top of you with her cowboy jeans and her boots on and you guys are just, you haven't quite taken your pants off yet. She's just grinding on it. And you start to feel your dick bleed, maybe a little burn. Or when they do take their pants off and they're just freshly stubbled, they're just shaved. And you're just rubbing your old ding-a-ling on the... <laughs> the fresh stubble. Yeah, the fresh stubble, and it just leaves a little burn. That's, ro- that's road rash. Road rash. Just checking. You don't experience that burn when nothing's going on, do you? Because if so, you might have an STD. No, this is just strictly when those two scenarios happen. Okay. Thanks for listening this week, guys. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Our... Email is sipandservepod at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube page. We just posted the uh, blind bourbon taste test video. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Also, don't forget to call us on our Sip and Serve hotline, 740-720-3537. I really hope when uh, Sip and Squad is listening to this episode, I really hope Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, and company are in the in the lab getting ready for the Tennessee Titans. I'm Ro- I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. Shit. He's not Rolski. <laughs> I'm Rolski. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Shit. You guys really think Troy's a five? Six and a half. He's, he's he said had a, five something. He's I said, had a dad bod since high school. Yeah, I said five point nine. Would I fuck him? <laughs> no. Suck his dick, maybe. 100%. 100%.